Hello and welcome to the first and ten fantasy show. Um, slight, slightly different lineup tonight. Um, and we're going to do something slightly different, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, first up, joining me, we've got David as always. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. I mean, you come out on top on the uh, first and ten fantasy show derby, didn't you, last night? But uh... was, um, was there a game then? Did the Patriots play? I can't remember. Well, I wouldn't say we played too much, to be fair, but um, you know. <laughs> We got, we got, we hounded Mac out, so you know, so that's always a win. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, no miles this week, so subbing in for him. Um, you know, a fantasy extraordinaire. You know, we've uh, got him in his <laughs> fantasy expert. Um, it is Sean Atwood. How are you, mate? Evening, lads. Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Yes, I am. Welcome to the show. So, thanks uh, for having me. Thanks very much. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think between us, we're in uh, about four hundred leagues that we play with each other. So um, definitely plenty of stuff, uh, plenty of leagues where we, yeah, we go up against each other. And uh, I mean, I mean, you're always a pretty good trader and stuff, aren't you? You're always uh, always in there sending some out. Um, I, mean, I was thinking earlier, actually, I think I've concluded more trades with you two than anybody else. So yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. On one of the um, early pods, I think I described you as my enemy. So you did. That's why I'm on. <laughs> Fight my corner. Anything you want to say about that? Is that is that right or is that fair? I, I couldn't possibly say. Couldn't possibly say. But we did have a, a match of the weekend in our home league, and uh, mm. I romped home with a, a record score. So yeah, sorry, David. Easy wins then. Um, right. So this week we're going to do something a bit different. Rather than um, focusing on the games, we're going to look back at um, the rookie drafts from this off season. Um, so pretty much halfway through the season now. So a good time to look back at them. Um, we have got results from, well, I think all the all the, all the um, draft results of leagues that we're all three of us are in. But um, one of them we did pre-draft, um, so obviously before we knew where anyone was going um, going to land. And I mean, there's some pretty interesting results in that one. Um, well, we'll get to them in a minute. And then we're going to um, yeah run through a lot of them, and then we're going to do our usual look ahead to some college players. But um, first, I mean, not too great for you, Sean, but. Um, our wins and uh, our hits and misses, sorry, from last week. So, David, I mean, how did you do last week? So, yeah, I suggested um, trying to get Rashad White. Um, he again played behind um, Lenny, inefficient Lenny. I think is his new name. Um, Rashad White was more efficient in the work that he did and there's more clamour from the uh, Tampa Bay beat writers to start using him more in the run game. Um, they're really not happy there at the minute and they, they're... I don't know what's going on there, but it's just very bad at the minute. And yeah, there's more calls to get Rashad White involved. It's not happened yet, but just keep him in case it happens. I've stashed him in uh, our home league, although being one and six, I'm not sure how good it is for me. But uh, yeah, he's there. Um, Don to Foreman. So Chiba Hubbard got the start and the touchdown, but Foreman was uh, more efficient in his work. He had more carries, more yards on the ground and more through the air. Uh, he broke off some big runs. It's a fairly anemic offense, but he's probably usable moving forward. Um, also, I think Chiba Hubbard um, got injured at the weekend. He might have um, had an ankle sprain as well. I said to sell Chris Godwin, pretty much the same, really. If you're a, if you're a contender, um, he's still getting tons of volume from Brady. Um, he's not really doing a lot with it at the minute, but the volume's still there. So probably a buy if you're a contender, but very much a sell for a younger wide receiver and a pick if you are rebuilding. Um, my buyer was Daniel Bellinger. Um, not a lot to say, really. He had one reception and then got poked in the eye. So 
It was a freaky injury because um, he looked really bad as he was going off on the cart. His eye was swollen and his blood on the top. And he had a surgery, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he's, I think he's fractured his socket, and it sounds like quite a bad one. But Sean, I'm a fan of him, and I know Sean's a fan as well. I think Sean moved him from a couple of his uh, taxi sides, so I didn't poach him. So yeah, yeah, he's, we're both fans. You played your hand a bit soon, David, to be fair. You, you sent a few offers out just before the poaching deadline came in. So, yeah, gave me notice to move him out. Big fan of him. So, yeah, really sorry to see him go down. Yeah. So I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure where that means coming in. I've seen Tanner Hudson. I don't know who else is there. I know Seals Jones was, but they cut him, didn't they? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, God knows he'll, he'll be catching it there, but um, maybe just a bit more work for the wide receivers, I guess. And Sean, um, I mean, you can, you can make some up. I assume you hit on everything last week. I did, yeah, really good week for me. Yeah, I um, yeah, hit on all the main lads, so yeah, good week for me. Um, don't want to go over it too much. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, just we're just assuming you hit on all of them, right? We will we will get to um these rookie drafts. I mean, say this, we're going to run through the results from uh the one we did pre-draft because obviously there's been a lot of movement since then and some uh pretty interesting ones. Um, we might as well start at the top. I mean, trade on Burks. Um, I mean, he's still, I think he's still there or thereabouts, but um, I mean, David, will start you. I don't think you were the biggest fan of him anyway. Were you coming out? Yeah, I, d- I mean, I didn't really know what to make of him because he was, he had a fairly specific role, didn't he, at Arkansas? He, he, he was schemed up for a lot of his work and he wasn't um, classically um, running classical wide receiver routes and I don't know, it just seemed schemed up a lot for him. He performed badly at the combine and there was the old um, and kill uh, Harry um, comparison. So I don't know. I'm I'm not one way or the other on him at the minute. But um, that said, I've tried to pick him up in a couple where I'm rebuilding just to take the gamble on him and see where he goes. But um, he was probably before the combine, the consensus 101. So I don't see the the um i don't see this as a bad pick because you know we drafted this league before the combine so at this point hello sorry now i've got um, lost lost my sound there oh yeah so so did i everything went on me sorry yeah where did that out (laughs) Um. (laughs) I think you're right, David. Really, At the time we drafted this, he was the consensus 101. I'm I'm like you. I've never been fully in on him. Um, I think I've just been burnt by the Nkil Harry big lad. Um, But I think with all these sort of players, there comes a point where if they fall in rankings, they actually become a buy. So I'm like you. I'm putting the feelers out now to see if I can get Burks at good value. But at the time, he probably was 101 for most people. Not for me, but um, yeah, I don't think it was a, a bad pick at all at the time. And um, what was strange about it, I think he actually had a pretty good landing spot, really, didn't he? There wasn't not tons of competition, but um, he, he dropped a four post-draft. Do you think that's more just a reflection on some of the other landing spots? Like, when we get to the player who was sort of pretty much a consensus 101, but, I mean, David, do you think that was more about other players rather than him, or do you think people just called off on him a little bit? Yeah, I think people called off after the combine performance, and uh, he's probably gone, you know, yeah, the opportunities there in Tennessee, but it's very much a run first offense and I'm not sure people expected Tannehill to still be there as well. So that, that aligned with people going ahead of him in the draft as well. I mean, what did he go 17, 18, somewhere around there and there was people ahead of him. So yeah, I think that, that probably caused his drop. 
Yeah, sure. Um, and we'll move on to number two in that sort of pre-draft um, rankings. And, I mean, I think it's pretty much the number one in most leagues. Um, Brees Hall, I'm Sean, you a fan of him? Obviously, uh, sort of awful luck yesterday, or Sunday, sorry, uh, with that injury. But, I mean, up to then, he looked pretty incredible, didn't he? Yeah, I'm a massive fan. Actually, it was me that took him here at, at the 102 in this league. And he was my 101 through the whole process, actually. I think I've been burned in the past where you have to hit on those early picks. And I just thought Brees Hall was the, just the consensus safest pick in that first round. So, yeah, devastated for him, really started flashing out. And start of the season, you saw Michael Carter was mixing probably a bit more than people thought. And there was a bit of a window there that you could buy Brees Hall and just really hope his, um, he'll recover because it sounds like a nasty one. It's not just a straight ACL, it's a meniscus problem as well. So you can probably write him off until... I don't know, week week eight, something like that next year. Um, probably a bit too soon to pounce, but if you've got someone in your league that owns him that's competing, it's an opportunity to go out and actually buy him now, which probably won't come around again. So, yeah, really, really bad news for the lad. And, um, yeah, hope he comes back. What do you think, David? Yeah, I, I was the same as you. I mean, we had plenty of discussions leading up, and, yeah, he was, he was my 101 as well. Um he was great coming out of Iowa. Everything was there for him, the, his stats and his, his profile. He was, um, he was everything he, um, he looked like he could be like after all the nonsense with Michael Carter. But Michael Carter started the season as, as the, the first down back and it was kind of weird. They was using Brees Hall as the, the third down back. But since he took over, he's, he's looked electric. I, I, I mean, it's everything we expected and you know, I really love him. I traded for him in a few leagues before, so it's, it's, it's hit me quite hard, the uh, the injury. So, yeah, it's devastating, to be honest. I mean, last week we uh, looked at some buys if you're tanking or you're uh, you're going for it. But, Sean, does this make Brees Hall something you should target if you're tanking a little bit? You know, get an injured player and... Uh, sort of Definitely. Go for, oh, it just depends who, owns, depends who owns him in the league. I think if this is a league that's been running for a while and... He's probably gone at 101 in most yeah. leagues, which suggests the person that's took him is probably not a very good side. Um, so they might be happy to sit on him, but it's always worth having a look in your league. You, you just don't know what that team's about. If they're competing, it might be a good chance to flip an older running back. You know, I know that David's touted um, Richard White a few times. If you're holding a Lenny Fournat, maybe try and throw someone like a Fournat and a first out and get Brees Hall, sit on him and wait for next year. But um, it, it's such a shame. It's the latest and long line of David and I were speaking the other day. There's so many good young backs that are just going down. Brees Hall, Dobbins, Akers. Um, obviously, Taylor's just missed some time. It's, um, yeah, it's a brutal position. I'm never going zero RB, though. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, zero RB is tough for me. I mean, I get it, but I just don't like it. But yeah, it's um, these injuries definitely make you, make you think about it more, don't they? Um, I just can't bring myself to do it at all. Oh, it just makes it so hard, doesn't it? But um yeah, it seems to work out for some, but I mean, so many people I see do zero RB are trying to trade for one sort of six weeks in. So, you know, must must be tough out there. Um, at number three, we had our first quarterback. Um, I mean, I think in the build-up, he was most people's QB1. But I mean, after the draft, he fell in the draft and then fell down the uh, fantasy draft as well. Um, Malik Willis. David, I think you're a big fan of him, aren't you? It's sort of... A, Tannehill who injured at the weekend wasn't there, and uh, I get to see a bit more of him. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think he had one or two snaps, and then there was a fumble on an end. I don't know why he was used on an end around, but yeah, the, the ball was fumbled. So, yeah, he was my um, 
he was my top quarterback really that I really liked. I think I just like the running quarterbacks and the guys that are fun. So yeah, he was my number one quarterback. I mean, it's a little bit higher him going here at 103, but I, I kind of understood it at the time. And I think I commended the guy who took him. I quite like the pick, but you know, you know, as this was before, we didn't realize that he would yeah. drop to the third round of the actual NFL draft. So I was shocked that he dropped that low, but um, it is what it is. You know, maybe the NFL guys didn't see what they wanted with him, but I think Tennessee have got a bargain there and hopefully we see him soon and that he makes this pick look good in the future. Yeah. I mean, post-draft he dropped to 14, but I mean, it doesn't feel like he's going to be too long until he starts unless the Titans do sort of carry on and contend. But I mean, who knows with that? But Sean, are you, are you a fan of Willis? I'm a big fan. I mean, at the time, I think, again, David and I spoke, we're sort of geeks. We prepare for the, the, the rookie draft for months on end. And he was um, he was our QB1. And I think he just dropped a bit, didn't he? I think he went in the third round. And I don't know enough about the Titans cap situation, but I think Tannehill's probably there next season. So it's just a bit of a tough one as to when he could possibly start. But the raw materials are there. He's, he's a fantasy quarterback, isn't he? He's the sort of player we like. So, um, yeah, I mean, I took him in quite a few buying windows probably still open to try and get him in super flex leagues and yeah at the time I think at three I'm always a fan of taking quarterbacks in the super flex league so completely understood it big fan of him they've got a um, they've got an out on uh, Tannehill's contract next year they can get out with uh, zero uh, cap hit yeah just I mean it was obviously pre-season wasn't it but Willis just looked so good didn't he and uh, I mean it just feels like there's, an, there's another spark there when uh, he's in rather than Tannehill but yeah, I mean, it's definitely more exciting to watch the Titans, I think, with him in there. But yeah, Tannehill's not the most interesting at quarterbacks, is he? Um, number four, we had uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's had a pretty good start with the Jets. Um, I mean, dropped off a little bit the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Um, but I mean, Sean, what, what do you think of Wilson, the build up to this, uh, build up to the draft three? Again, he was actually my wide receiver one. This was my pick at, at the 104. And um, I took Hall and Wilson. I was really pleased with getting both of them. And yeah, really like him a lot. I know that people are really high on Drake London, this big alpha physical profile, but I'm a sucker for these um, these technicians and these route runners. I've really liked Garrett Wilson and Chris Alave, both out of Ohio State. Um, obviously flashed a bit this season. It's just a shame. I don't think he's quite got that connection yet with Zach Wilson and it's dropped off slightly, but um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. Also a big fan of Elijah Moore on the same side, so I'm not sure what's happening there. But um, yeah, definitely was my wide receiver one. Still gettable, I think, in Dynasty. Um, so I'm trying to get him wherever I can. But um, yeah, huge fan. And uh, David, I mean, he's the number three ranked player now um, on like the current rankings. I mean, is he your sort of top wide receiver of this bunch of the, of the rookies? Uh, before the pre-draft, you know, I think Sean mentioned um, him and I preparing for the draft like a pair of nerds. So yeah, he, he was our uh, he was our wide receiver one coming into the draft, and um, yeah, like Sean, I, I like the technicians as well. He was comp to Stefan Diggs, and yeah, I liked him very much. He was definitely my one hundred and one. I, I got worried with the landing spot because obviously I really like Elijah Moore as well, and it's like who's going to be who's going to be the number one there, and it doesn't look good at the minute because it looks like. Joe Flacco was better for all the receivers than Zach Wilson is. So, yeah, I don't see where this goes. But, yeah, I like Garrett um, Garrett Wilson as well. Big fan. Sean, do you think um, Bristol's injury might open things up a bit for the passing game? I mean, they've definitely been concentrating on the run of late, haven't they? But, I mean, do you think now they'll move towards that? Or does James Robinson go in there just sort of just more of the same for them? 
just, just can't quite read what they're going to do really because that that trade I thought was just a bit of a surprising one I know it's a quite a cheap deal for them to to get but I thought they'd just go with you know a mix of Ty Johnson and Michael Carter but that was a, a weird one but I think they also lost their right guard didn't they so um there's, there's a lot of trouble at, at the Jets which is a shame I personally just don't really believe in Zach Wilson that much so I think um you know looking at Wilson's Garrett Wilson's production over the last few weeks he's not getting it done so um yeah, I think definitely going out there trying to buy him, but I think probably one for next season, to be quite honest. I'm holding him in a redraft because I'm stubborn, but um, I'm not overly enthused for this season. The schedule's tough as well, um, playing New England. So, um, it's, it's a tough schedule for them. So um, what about you, David? Yeah, um, I think the Jets are going to have a big decision on their hands uh, in the future with uh, Zach Wilson because I just... I know that he's still got time to improve and he's got time, but yeah, I've just not seen much out of him. And I thought he was a disaster at the weekend, to be honest. It's, um, it's pretty rough. I mean, I, 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 I sort of, I don't, I would like him to stretch, but you know, I sort of still have a little bit of something there for him, but yeah, it's uh it's pretty rough, pretty rough watch when you're having to start him sometimes in fantasy, isn't it? Especially with these bye weeks and some quarterback injuries. I've had to start him a couple of times and, uh, yeah, it's not been pretty, really. Um, next up, we have, well, I think it was the wide receiver one post-draft um, in most leagues. Um, looking at most of the leagues we've drafted in, in the first and ten leagues, so I think he was the number one pick. But uh, Drake London, um, I mean, not exactly been a, an electric start. He's had, what do you have, one, that one big game, really. But other than that, not seen too much, uh, not scored too many points. But Sean, I mean, you've mentioned already you weren't, as big of a fan of London as uh, maybe some of the other wide receivers. But, I mean, was he someone you sort of picked up at all or do you just sort of pass over him in most leagues? I've got him in a few leagues. Yeah, I mean, not too many. I mean, I think I'm in about 15 with just you two. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 20, 20 plus leagues. I think I've got him in a handful of leagues. I do like him, but again, I'm just not quite sure what's going on there in Atlanta. You've got these two alphas in, in Drake London and Carl Pitts. Who, I love the pair of them, but you just can't rely on either of them at the moment. I think at the weekend they had something like 17 pass attempts which you just can't can't rely on them at all I'm quite lucky in that the, the leagues that I've got Drake London I'm tanking anyway so absolutely fine for me but um yeah probably not one you can rely on I, I do just wonder in Atlanta at what point are they going to make this switch to Desmond Ritter who I was quite high on um pre-draft um maybe that might open things up but not entirely sure what their scheme is down there David I mean I think we agree on, I think we've agreed over the, the last couple of drafts. I think we both like Pitts and London, but they were definitely luxury picks, weren't they? And I mean, do you worry about London? Is he someone that's just wait out this year and maybe one more for next year or this year after? Or, or, or is there a bit more of a panic there for you? No, definitely wait out. And uh, things can only really improve because... It's terrible over there at the minute. I mean, I had a mini rant on the Falcons this morning on that on one of our league pages. They've used very high draft capital on those last couple of years on on you know Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and to not use them now is it's all it's bordering on criminal. You know they let quarterbacks go and other um, like building pieces to draft the tight end and a wide receiver, and then to not use them is is bordering on stupid. In his first couple of games. He had 13 targets over two games and it looked like he was getting the volume. He was, he was the clear. Just decided to be a run first offense with Marcus Mariota at the helm. And it's like, I don't know if you've just gone back to the eighties and, you know, they've had a couple of wins, but it's just, it's not sustainable. He had one target at the weekend, one target in his, 
they took him in the top 10 of the draft and he's getting one target and there's like people like I mean, Alameda Zacchaeus and these other bums that are getting, you know, more work. And it's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but definitely try and buy a long-term because I think it can only improve there. And he's shown that he can do it as well. And he's got all the peripherals. He's got all the skill set. So for me, it's definitely a, a buy, you know, that in, uh, in this podcast. So, so let's see. I think, think that that division itself just frustrates me because it's there to be won. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Brady's obviously got a lot going on, but Tampa Bay look an absolute mess. Not, not much point in getting into what's going on in Carolina. And then you've got New Orleans. There's no team with a winning record in that division. It's there to be one. And they're not using these two really elite alpha players. It just makes no sense at all. Wouldn't mind if they had an elite run game, but they're trying out, you know, Algier and, and these lads and Avery Williams, it's um yeah, it's not exactly an elite run game. So yeah, don't get it at all. Talking about the the AFC South, uh, that guy that um that's quarterback for the Buccaneers at the moment, he's he's very he's in a lot of trouble of, of turning into Tim Brady over Tom Brady at the minute. He looks he looks gaunt and uh, I'm worried about him. Yeah, it's tough. Obviously, I'm a big Brady fan for over the years, but um, I mean, I think I think things might look different in. Tampa, if you, you know, just think, you know, that Mike Evans drop, and there was, there was a couple of drops that weekend. You, you know, if they just catch them, when then maybe things turn around. But I mean, just I mean, it just doesn't look good, does it? There, but I mean, just say that that division is definitely there for the winning. But I mean, just back to London, are you, are you sending out any offers for him? Do you think some owners are going to be spooked by his recent run? Yeah, well, throw pits in there as well. To be honest, if you want, we can talk about pits in this as well because it's a similar yeah, situation, think- isn't it? If there's contenders that have got Drake London on their team and, and they want some production now, then I think it's an ideal time to to try and get him. Yeah, you're probably never going to be cheaper, is he? Um, next up, we have what was the second running back taken um, in Isaiah Spiller. Uh, we went six overall. We probably one of the big fallers from after the combine, wasn't he, really? Um, Sean, was he someone you ever liked or was he just someone you're out on or...? He's actually someone that I was completely out on in every league. I mean, as I said, I'm in 20 plus leagues. I didn't draft him anywhere. I picked him up off waivers recently because somebody just got sick of him and dropped him. Um, But it's a strange one because I think pre-draft, there were generally about three lads that could have been the RB1. Hall was always the RB1 for me, but you then obviously had Isaiah Spiller and and Kenneth Walker. Um, But obviously went went to the combine and the scores didn't blow you away. And a speed score of 4.69, it's comparable to TJ Yeldon on player profiler. It's not not a premium player, is it really? So thought he might get an opportunity at the weekend, but again, didn't do anything at all with it. Um, I think it's the player that you can stash if you can get him at value, but realistically, it's not a player that I'm I'm that in on. uh, How about you, David? Yeah, much like Sean. Again, you know, we spoke about him before. Neither of us had any interest in him. He was he was terrible at the combine. He couldn't have looked more average. But funnily enough, after the after the draft, I was quite in on him, and um, I took him in the third in some and late second just because of the opportunity. You know, spoke himself about wanting to um, be less on the rushing side, and there seemed to be the opportunity for Spiller there because. You know, Michelle wasn't there at the time and the only other guy was Joshua Kelly who hadn't done it for two to three years. But then Joshua Kelly and, and Sonny Michelle have both been used above Spiller, which which doesn't look good for him if he, if he can't get, get above those guys currently. So, yeah, I mean, if, if, he, if he drops to waivers, pick him up because he is only 21 years old and, you know, you hope for some sort of improvement there because he's a decent pass catcher as well. But 
there's not a lot of explosion and you know I don't think he'll ever be a premium player but he could be useful down the line I mean I guess we'll see because the Chargers get enough injuries that he might get a chance soon yeah and uh, I mean it, it looked like a good landing spot for him didn't it after basically yeah between the combine and the draft just dropping and dropping but yeah it just hasn't really worked out for him so far has it um, next up we have um, what's this our fourth wide receiver um jamison williams um we haven't actually seen anything really from him yet um lots of well he's been been injured the whole time but i mean so it's more about pre-draft um but sean were you a fan of him say a lot of uh pedigree coming out of alabama wasn't there he's a player i've really liked actually and i've stashed him in quite a few leagues and particularly in redraft if you've got IR spot, so it's probably a bit too late to do it now, but I, I took him in sort of the later rounds of every redraft and just stashed him on my IR um, spot. But yeah, huge fan of him, so explosive, really early draft pick, pedigree out of Alabama. He's absolutely rapid, runs a four, 4.3, 40-yard um, four dash. Just, um, yeah, generally a really great lad. Um, I think Detroit have been a weird team this season because I don't think anyone expected Goff to come out flying like he did. He's obviously come back down to earth. I think he put up a minor score in fantasy this weekend. So uh, whether they're coming back down to earth or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, really big fan of him. I think the window might still be open. He generally went around this spot. I don't think he moved too much. Um, but yeah, really big fan of him. I think Detroit are, are rebuilding in the right way. Um, probably going to get a terrible record this season. But um, yeah, I like what they're doing there. Coach is a bit of a loser, but yeah, quite like him. <laughs> and David, uh, I mean, when he comes back, it's going to be a pretty good spot for him, isn't it? And uh, what's a pretty decent offense with, um, I mean, obviously St. Brown's going to take a lot of the attention. So should we get someone that can be a bit of a league winner on the, over the second half of the season? Yeah, I think the opportunity is definitely going to be there because it doesn't seem like DJ Chark can get fit either. You know, Sean and I are big fans of DJ Chark, but he's not done anything really since that big season for Jacksonville. Um, what I like about Williams, you know, you've got players that are fast and then you've got players that have got that extra gear and he's really got that extra gear that he, you know, he hits that and no one gets near him. So, yeah, I think there's a big opportunity there for him for Detroit. Definitely someone I'd, I'd, I'd try and pick up. I've got him in a couple where I've just, I picked him up like seven or eight in the draft. Just be, yeah, I, I, you know, no one's touching him or moving him on. I, I don't think until they've seen him in, I'm looking forward to seeing him when he does get back. Yeah, so this one's that could genuinely genuinely be a league winner but he could also just be nothing this season it might be one that you might have to hold out but it's um yeah such a wide range of outcomes that you could possibly have it's exciting looking forward to seeing him play yeah. you might want them players at these teams that sort of like what, three and four four and three you know just need to get some players in that are gonna get them some wins now we might better pick him up from someone like that and uh it could definitely pay off for your long term um, I mean, there might, there might come a point when the Lions don't actually want to use him if they if they're in the race for one hundred and one because you know don't don't even risk him now when you could get that quarterback that you need. So you know, and as Sean says, they've done the rebuild in such a good way. They've, they've done everything right. I mean, Brad Holmes has done a, a really good job there. They'll get they'll get rid of the loser coach once they've. He's he's kind of their sacrificial coach at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people worry about Amon Ra St. Brown. Can they both coexist? But they're just two completely separate players. And, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to buy both of them. Been a massive fan of St. Brown, but I think they've just got completely different roles on on the offense once he comes back. So, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, we have what was a QB2 pre-draft, but um, I mean, pretty clear number one quarterback afterwards. Uh, it's Kenny Pickett. 
And David, are you a fan? Um, I mean, is I think he was pretty obvious, wasn't he, that he was the, the only one realistically starting this year. Um, but did you did you pick him up too many places? Uh, I think I got him in one league because I knew that the guy picking after me needed a quarterback. So I was just being a bit of a... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm not a massive fan, to be honest. Uh, I don't like the gloves. I don't like his little hands. Um, yeah, I'm, I wasn't a massive fan. But to, to be honest taking him at 108 here in his draft, I think that was probably the safest pick um, at this point um, of the draft because the rest of the others are unknowns. And I think everyone knew that Pickett was kind of the, the most NFL-ready quarterback. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan, but I think it's, it's quite a safe pick here at 108. And at 108, um, I mean, any quarterback that's going to start is decent enough value, isn't it? Um, yeah. Sean, are you... Are you buying him? Or, well, not buying him, but, you know, are you a fan of him? Are you? I mean, it was been an offence that's... I mean, wide receivers have done all right in it, haven't they, even with uh, the corpse of Big Ben throwing to him? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say I'm a fan of him, but I think in Superflex, you have to sort of... One thing that I've tried to be good at over the last couple of years is avoid my own sort of favouritism, really. If there's a quarterback falling in this sort of range, you have to pick them up. Um, a couple of years ago, I managed to pick Justin Herbert up at sort of the 111, I think, you know, um, PCH league so yeah I'm not necessarily a big fan of him but at this sort of stage of the draft starting quarterback in Superflex, really good value but like David the two gloves thing absolutely does me in um, can't deal with it really tiny hands it's um, I don't think he's necessarily got long-term value but one thing the Steelers do do they will stick by this lad I think they've invested in him in their sort of organization they'll give him a few years and they'll, they'll definitely give him the weapons like low well. stealing yeah, exactly. I think fairly low ceiling, but he'll be a starter for a few years and he might do a job. So, um, you know, if you've got him, great. I wouldn't be moving to get him necessarily, um, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I really don't like admitting um, on this is that I've probably learned from Sean in taking uh, quarterbacks late, like a 108, 109, 110, because, you know, the value... Thanks, mate. Yeah, I know. I'm devastated to say it, but <laughs> the, the value is there, isn't it, in Superflex when you take them that late? And if they hit, I mean, I remember your Herbert pick back then, and it was, you know, and you took Jones as well in another one, quite quite around a similar range as well, and that worked out. Yeah, so. I took him at the 106, and everyone laughed at me. But I think starting quarterbacks are just so so valuable. If you get starting quarterbacks falling at this range, particularly into the second, which you see quite a lot as well, you have to pick them up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's such good trade value as well, isn't there, in a, in a good starting quarterback? But, uh, yeah, definitely makes it worth it. Um, next up, we have, I mean, what might have been the best value of uh, the draft? Um, Kenneth Walker. Um, David, I mean, we, we had a trade on Sunday involving Walker, um, so you're obviously a fan. Um, I mean, number nine here, that's incredible value, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the uh, one of the value picks, as you say, in the first round. Um, I mean, he's, he's we've not seen a lot of his pass catching yet. There's been glimpses of it, and it looks like that could improve as well. But you, you know that Pete Carroll is going to use him and use him and use him and run him into the ground. Penny's gone. Uh, there's not much else there, and he looks electric as well. He's rapid, and his vision's good as well. He's, he's kind of a weird runner, but his, his vision's good as well. They, they were talking about him on a podcast I listened to this morning and he just said he's a bit of a chaos factor but he, his vision's actually really good for how he looks and he's obviously electric as well very fast doesn't mind contact so I think it's a great pick but um I, I wanted to kind of get out on Najee and get either Walker or Pierce moving forward but um 
you know, Walker's kind of won me over the last couple of weeks. We've we've still yet to see the pass catching, and hopefully that comes. So I've taken a bit of a gamble, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, and Sean, I mean, you're someone that can, uh, you know, you're you're always sniffing out league winners, aren't you? Posting them in a, in all our leagues. Um, is uh, is Walker one of those? can confirm he's a league winner he's available everywhere that I own him so um yeah like David said really really like Ken Ken Walker and I think fantasy sometimes people make it harder than it needs to be he was quite an obvious pick once we knew the landing spot Rashad Penny obviously did really well last season I think he set records at the end of the season but he just has never stayed fit and wouldn't wish injury on anybody but it was quite likely to happen so it was a clear value pick and He's absolutely running with it. So I saw the trade between you two lads. It was a massive, um, massive gamble from David, but I think it's one that pays off and you have to take those gambles in, in dynasties. 22 years old, runs a 4 3 eight, 40. Um, They're just going to run him into the ground. Behind him, you've got, you know, Tony Jones and DJ Dallas. They're not going to eat into the work at all. So, yeah, I think um depends on what happens with Metcalf as well. You could see them lean even more into the run. Genuine league winner, available everywhere I own him. And next up, we've got um, a... Well, somebody's had a pretty great start to uh, his NFL career, Chris Alave. Um, David, big fan of his, or were you uh, not sure coming into this, uh, coming into the draft process? Yeah, I was not so sure on him because um, I listened to a podcast with um, a lot of Ohio State fans, and even they wasn't convinced on him. Um, just seen, obviously, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba as the number one there, and Garrett Wilson was already there as well, and there was talk of him not being great after the catch and, and things like that. But then he, he went to the combine and run, I think he won a four, three something. He was very fast. I was kind of waiting to see what happened with him, really. Um, I think I've only got him in one league where I picked, picked him up in a deal recently where I, I got rid of Chris Godwin. But yeah, he looks electric. Um, he's been really good for the Saints. And it's not even just go balls. He, he's coming through the slot. He, he's been all over the formation. So he's, he's looked very good. Sean, um, I mean, Michael Thomas can barely stay on the field these days, can he? So, I mean, a pretty decent offence to be in. Have you you taken him to many many places, sorry? I've got him in a few leagues, actually. Yeah, I was, um, he seemed to fall to me at a quite good value in sort of the late first of one quarterback leagues. And I think he was quite a good value there. Again, I think it was a fairly safe pick. And the way I like to play, particularly Dynasty, is look forward and, and what's on the roster next year. Michael Thomas has barely played in the last two or three years. And you've got, Jarvis Landry and there's not much else there so there's clearly a massive opportunity for him and he's come out and he's flashed and I, I wasn't a big fan last year when he went back to school it always just rubs me the wrong way for some reason um, but he's obviously absolutely flying he's rapid um, he's fun the volume I think surprised me but I wasn't expecting to get the volume that he has there probably doesn't help obviously Thomas being out but um, yeah really um, exciting player really like him I think a safe solid player you're still uh, you're still damaged by Bryce Love going back, aren't you? No comment. No comment. Bryce, Love, I say it all the time. Bryce Love. I think if he came out the year before, he would have been a, a league winner. Probably would have been available in all leagues. But um, yeah, it just rubs me the wrong way when when players come uh, go back to school. I think if you believe in yourself, come out. Maybe it was a COVID thing. I think he played seven games in 2020 and decided to go back to school. So uh, yeah, not for me. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely looks good, and I mean, definitely a potential. Offensive Rookie of the Year now, uh, Hall's gone down. But, um, yeah, be interested to see how the rest of the season plays out for them there. Um, next up, we have another quarterback who, I mean, unfortunately has did suffer an in- a season-ending injury before the start of the season. But, I mean, Matt Corral, David, he could, could, have, had, could have been in for a good chance there, couldn't he, with uh, how dire it's been at 
quarterback for them there. Yeah, he's probably kicking himself that he's got injured because he, he would like he would have been in a couple of weeks ago and then we could have really seen what he's got. Um, I don't mind this pick at, uh, um, at 111 because, you know, taking a quarterback in that late range, you know, you can hit on them and, and they've turned into a value, as we've said previously. Um, I, I was kind of middle grounding on, on Corral, not one way or the other. So, yeah, I think it's a fair pick there. Um, I didn't really... I didn't really pick him up. I've got him in one league, I think, because um, I've got him around two, two or two, three. So, yeah, just um, pick up these quarterbacks late and, and see how they turn out. But I think that's a fine pick at one eleven. And I think it's, it makes it even a better pick as well because this was pre-draft. We didn't obviously know where people would land, and I think the quarterbacks this class were just such a mess. You didn't know who was going to be the number one quarterback in the class. Really, I was quite a big fan of Willis, as we've said, but you've already had Willis, Pickett, Corral. Howell and Ritter that any of them at any point could have been the QB one of that class so again the process I think was absolutely fine taking him here in the late first he dropped mm. in sort of the mid second didn't he by the time we knew the landing spot and I think knowing the landing spot as you said he's probably kicking himself because we've seen at the time it was Darnold was the starter and obviously Baker's coming in looked terrible we've had PJ Walker I think Jacob Easton took a few snaps as well didn't he so um, yeah really sad for him but I, I don't think he's going to do anything the Panthers are an absolute mess and they could be in the running for the 101. I think they'd have to take a quarterback, really, if they do finish that low. That's the thing. Like Corral's chance could be over before it's even began because they could literally get um, Bryce Young or um, CJ Stroud. They could, they could be in an absolutely be in a position to take one of those guys and then it's over for Corral already. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what, what's there for his future now. I mean, where did he go? Like late third round in the end, wasn't it? I think. I mean, yeah, they moved, they moved up as well to get him. Yeah, I mean, they're just not committed to him at that stage, are they? So, yeah, if they pick that high, then I'm sure they move on. But yeah, pretty rough for him. Um, next up at number twelve, the back end of the first round, um, Kyron Williams, Sean. Um, you were a big fan of him in the build up to the draft. Um, obviously, he, he dropped, like went here very early in this one, but. I mean, end up in the post-draft, he went uh, back into the third round. But when were you a fan of him? Yeah, it's not my finest moment, really, taking um, <laughs> Kyron Williams at the 112 in this in this rookie drive. It was pre-landing spot. And again, I think this is a funny class. There was three clear backs that were the lead. So it was Spiller, Hall and Walker. And behind that, there was a mix of a few lads that you could possibly take. And yeah, I got suckered into the tape on Kyron Williams. I quite liked him. Uh, obviously tested terribly at the combine. I think he's just finishing up with Jalen Windermeyer. So ran a four six five, and then he went. I think he went off to the pro day, and we all thought he'd come out better on the pro day. But again, I think he ran a, a four six nine at the pro day as well. So clearly not much of an athlete. Um, terrible pick at the time, to be honest with you. That being said, I do think he's going to have a chance here because whatever's gone on with Cam Akers, who knows, but they clearly don't want him. They were sniffing around um, McCaffrey, couldn't obviously get him. Henderson's not really getting it done. There's talk that Kyron Williams could have a shot uh, for the Rams. So again, if you can pick him up for really cheap, might be worth just seeing what he's got. But um, yeah, it's a terrible pick by me, not a fan. Um, And I knew that one of you would bring it up. So cheers. I wasn't going to say it was you, to be fair. um... (laughs) You got to own own your mistakes. Yeah, true. Yeah, we, we always try and do that on here. Um, David, um, do you like that situation? Are, are you buying him? Um, say some, somebody's got to run the ball there, haven't they? Yeah, I picked him up in one recently just because I think the chance is going to be there. But going back to this pick, I, I didn't mind it so much at the time. It was it was pre combine and pre draft, and he he was 
he was a, the fourth probably running back behind those other guys. You know, he was being touted as the fourth guy. And the value of running backs, um, if, if they hit from, from a rookie draft, is huge. So I didn't, I didn't really mind Kyron Williams so much at, at 112. I mean, our good friend Carl Yates had him as his number one running back of the whole class. I mean, however much you read into Carl Yates and uh, what he, he probably He probably had every running back at one at some stage. Well, didn't he? yeah, he had everyone there. But, you know, <laughs> he, he was... He was well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he was highly touted, Kyron Williams. So I didn't, I didn't mind it at 112 so much. I don't know if anybody... Sorry, it as a bad pick. It's just that the terrible combine after and the fact that he's gone to the Rams and he's, he was injured straight away, it just makes it look worse. But yeah, I don't think it was that bad at the time, to be honest. Yeah. They, they do seem to like him. They were talented in the, in the preseason and obviously got this injury early on, but he must have something to the point. They're moving out Cam Akers and they seem really to roll him. But I think he's just obviously had the, the buy in his 21-day activation window from IR's open soon. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, definitely think there's a chance there. Don't go paying big for him. But if you can pick him up for a you know, late third, fourth or something, then it might be worth a shot. But, um, You're not going to pay much for him, are you? Yeah, the reports on him as well is that he's very, very pro-ready. He's, he's apparently amazing pass protection. And that's one of his huge strengths. And he catches well out of the backfield as well. So apparently he's very, very pro-ready. So I just think we need to see him really just to make a, a decision on him. Yeah, sure. Um, next up, we've got another wide receiver. So there's lots of wide receivers in this draft, wasn't there? But um, George Pickens, um, David, I mean, he's starting to yeah, show I, some um, flashes, isn't he? He's is your mate, isn't he? Yeah, I love George Pickens. Uh, he, I was high on him before the draft. I was kind of hoping he fell in this one and I was going to try and trade up, but I picked him up in a few. I really like him. Uh, <laughs> There's the famous picture of him with the, um, I don't even know what it is. It's like a snood that goes over his head, just <laughs> just standing there looking speech, at the TV. He masks it or something, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, he, he just <laughs> seems like a... I don't know. I don't know whether you think he's a bit of a bellend or, or, or he's actually <laughs> quite funny, but I, I don't know. But there's just something about him. And he, he's um, at Georgia before his injury, he was incredible. He was making amazing catches and he was he was looking like he was heading for the moon. But then he had the injury and it kind of set him back a bit. But if you've seen snippets of him uh, um, in Pittsburgh already and they've basically had no one thrown to him, he, he looks really good. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of, he was one of my favourite receivers, like, to hopefully pick up mid-second. But, um, yeah, I know that the guy who took him here was hoping that he was going to go to the Bears. We weren't that smart. But, um, yeah, um, I like this pick here, 201. I like George Pickens a lot. I'm Sean. I mean, you and David tend to like the same players in most drafts, don't you? You're always sniping each other. But um, do you uh, share the view on him? Well, we do. I mean, every time I think I really like this lad, I'll see if I can pick him up or trade for him. I look and, you know, David owns him in every single league. So we clearly like the same lads. I do really like Pickens. I don't know what that picture was pre-draft. He seemed to be standing in some sort of bed sit. There was no furniture. There was nothing on the wall. It was like an old 20-inch Matsui nudge and, you know, watching the draft. I don't know where he was. But um bit of an attitude problem. I think probably saw him drop a bit as well. He piped up, I think, after about game three. He wasn't getting enough work. Um but I think the big the big thing for Pickens is Claypool could very well be traded in the next week or so. I think if that happens, the target share just goes up massively. Um, you're probably not going to be able to get get. Him, but yeah, really like him. I don't mind that attitude on a on a wide receiver. To be honest, I think I like he wants the ball. Um, yeah, he's really just he's, he's one of them. He's one of them classic wide receiver divers, but he's one of them classic ones that can also back it up, and he's actually really good. I love these clips of him releasing off the line and he's just absolutely flattening players just for no reason at all. And 
he looks like a bit of a dick to be honest but I, I don't mind it at all yeah he's kind of a dick but really good so yeah i mean i don't mind that yeah as long as i can back it up it's fine isn't it really um sean uh david bell i mean i think he was i mean a lot of people liked him pre-draft didn't they but i mean post-draft he did drop off um at number 14, I mean, he hasn't done a lot so far, has he? But is he someone you think you sort of can see the potential in? Or? No, I mean, again, I think this was probably me. I must have had every pick in this draft. But <laughs> I, I think, again, at the time, it made sense. I think he was quite highly touted pre-draft, you know, fairly good size. He's 6'1", 209 pounds, but just really slow as well. I had a bad combine. His pro day was even worse. And again, at the time, made sense. Looking back, it's probably a bad pick, but... I think the thing you have to look at with the Browns, you've got Deshaun Watson coming in. And actually, there's probably an opportunity to get him really cheap. Might amount to nothing, but um, yeah. Not a huge fan of him, probably a poor pick by me. But at the time, again, the process, I think, made sense. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't do it again. Yeah, that's, um, yeah he's, I mean, there's definitely potential there, isn't there? But yeah, be interested to see what happens to him. Um, David, um, next up, we have another running back, um, James Cook. Again, hasn't done too much so far. I mean, it looked like a good landing spot for him, didn't it? But um, I mean, has he, has he reached 100 yards as of, as yet? Um, is he someone that you you like the look of for the future, or you just worried about him? Um, I do like him. I mean, if you squint, he he runs so much like his brother. He glides over the ground. He just doesn't have the build of Dalvin. But um, I just don't think the Bills care about running the ball. I just think they're happy to stick Singletary in there and just take a bruising on some early downs if he has to. But they just, they're really happy throwing it around the yard. And, and who can argue with the results so far? And it's just not had much work at the minute, um, James Cook. So um, I don't I don't know about the few. He's probably got a chance here because I think Singletary's a, a, um, out of contract in the summer. So Zach Moss, I think, is finished there. And then, it, you know, the only one then there is James Cook and they seem to be looking for that pass catching back as well um, over the summer so he might have a chance next year I'd happily pick him in pick him up as like a throw in on deals so just in case the chance is there for next year Um, yeah I'm not one way or the other really on him but I I really like his running style but it's just whether he gets the chances there because they're such a pass heavy offense yeah it's rough Um, next up another quarterback um, Sam Howe I mean we've heard lots from David about him over the last couple of weeks but Sean Are you a fan of his? I am. And, you know, again, David and I, we speak a lot in the DMs. And this is a lad I I undenied for about two weeks and whether to poach him from you, Dave, actually, and uh, ended up poaching him from you for a second. I I think he's a a good player and there's an opportunity there. So at the weekend, it was a fun, interesting game and watching the Heineke show. But actually, if you break it down, I don't think he was actually very good. Could have had multiple interceptions. It's clear that Wentz isn't the guy. And they've obviously got that clause in the contract that I think David explained that plays over 70% of the snaps, that pick becomes a second. They're not going to want to do that. So all it takes is um, Heineke to have a couple of bad games and how's going to be in. And these quarterbacks in Superflex are so valuable. So, yeah, I, I really like him. Um, do worry that his head wouldn't fit in a helmet. That's my only concern at this stage. So, um, yeah, massive head on him. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd, like I'd, him, I'd worry about that head. As Sean said at the weekend, he might need a motorcycle helmet for that. So that's the only worry. Yeah. Concussion risk massively. Definitely increases that risk. Um, I mean, we've already heard from you, David, about the next player, but um, Rashad White, obviously a fan yeah. of him. Um, where do you go? Uh, pick 17, pretty much steady through the, through the rest of the process. Didn't sort of jump up too high, but it seemed like a good landing spot for him, didn't it? 
Yeah, I think that's a great pickup at um at two oh five for Rashad White. I think um he looked good pre-draft in the process. Um, he he uh, measured well as well, tested well. Yeah, I think this is a good pick there. You know, the, the pick, pick even looks even better once he gets to Tampa and he's behind Lenny. So, yeah, I think it's a good pick here. Um, Sean, uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, I mean, he's had a pretty good start to his career. Um, well, he had that flash early, but maybe dropped off a little bit. But is he someone you like? Is he someone that... I mean, the callback situation obviously isn't isn't great there, but um, do you do you like him as a player? He's someone that I like actually, and again, I've, I'm big fans of uh, big fans of the pod. So I listen to you lads, David, Dave, Miles, feel like I know the lads. So um, <laughs> I know that we've been touting selling um, scary Terry for the last few weeks, and completely agree. So I do like Dotson. I don't own him in many places, just he didn't fall to me in in the rookie drafts, and I owned him for about a day uh, in a league a few weeks ago. I ended up selling. I'm on Ross St. Brown for Dotson and a couple of firsts. And then I moved Dotson for Sky Moore in a second. Um, whether that's a good thing or not, I think we'll wait and see. But yeah, I do like him. The opportunities there. He started really well, came out absolutely flying. But just wonder what volume he's going to get. And we don't know who's going to be under centre next season. So um, it's a bit of a risk. But again, the thing in Dynasty is so young. He's 22 years old. You're going to have him for the next eight, nine years. So if you want to pick him up, I think it's a good investment, good pick at the time, really good value. I think he ended up going a lot higher than this by the time the season rolled around. So, um, yeah, good player. Yeah, for sure. Um, David, Wandale Robinson, I believe Miles was buying him last week. Um, is he someone Is he someone that you can see something from? I mean, obviously, especially like the Bellinger injury, is somebody that could benefit from that, isn't he? More targets go around. So, yeah, I think that um, this could turn out to be a really good pick at um, 207. I poached him last week for a late second as well. Um, the regime that's currently there and doing great things and, and running a really good scheme with Kafka and uh, Dable, they drafted him. They clearly like him. And I think his first couple of games, he was getting a lot of volume. He was being schemed well. Um, I think this could turn into a really good pick. He's quite small, but um, he's rapid. And, uh, yeah, I just think there's a big chance in there in New York because there's not much else there. Sean, obviously you're a residence giant fan. Um, do you like him or uh, you're not sure on him? No, I do really like him. I, I got him wrong in the summer, though. I was quite big on Kadarius Tony. I accepted that Tony was a risky pick, but I picked him up in every single league nearly. Um, I should have been in on, on Wandell Robinson. I think at the time I was just worried because... He's one of the few players in the league that's actually shorter than me. Um, so it's a bit of a concern, but he was picked up by this regime. I think Dave really likes him. And I think sometimes you just have to trust the trust the regime and Dave doing a great, great job there. So um, he's come back from injury and he's got so many targets. I think he's got sort of eight plus targets in the last couple of games. So a um, couple of silly drops, actually. Um, but yeah, really, really like him. Really good pick at, at this value, I think. Just uh, just one note, if you ever refer to um, Kadarius Tony on the pod again, it's Young Joker. Sorry, lads. That's all right. Just rookie mistake from you, but, you know, make sure you fix up in the future. Um, Sean, um, Tyler Algier. Is that his name? I can't remember his name. Um, I mean, he's had a good opportunity there with Cordero Patterson going down. Um, hasn't done too much with it. Um, is, he someone, is he someone you'd be buying right now or... Think just, uh... he's, he's not really. I mean, he's the sort of player, I think I've got him in one league. In redraft, I don't mind him. If you can pick him up in a deal, I think he's going to get some volume. But I, I do actually think that Damian Williams is going to be coming back from IR soon. He's going to eat into that work. But I, I personally am not a big fan of him. He's not quick. He's, you know, not, yeah, not not a player for me. Um, 
Algier was the um, Algier was the one I had a consistent um, consistent rating of. I didn't want him before, I didn't want him during, and I'm not really bothered after. So yeah. I think that's fair enough. I mean, looking at player profiler, his best comparable is Zach Moss, and I think that absolutely sums him up. Um, he's going he's, he's gonna to have periods where he's useful, and at the moment he's getting some work. But yeah, at some stage, they've got to turn and switch to the passing game. Um, so yeah, not really interested. If you've got him, it might be worth time time to cash out because you know running backs are so valuable if he's got the starting gig. But yeah, not for me. Not a player I'm interested in. And um, I mean, next up, we've got a wide receiver who I believe you... Uh... Had a bit of beef with his dad, David um, <laughs> Christian Watson. But you, you, I think you were a big fan of him, weren't you? Uh, coming into coming into the draft. Yeah, so coming into the draft, I um, obviously follow a lot of um, guys who go to the Senior Bowl, and um, the next two picks were, were me. Actually, I traded up for both, which um, Christian Watson was one of them. But he were, he um, showed out at the Senior Bowl. His metrics were excellent. He's quick. Um, he's one of the quickest wide receivers in the draft. Um, the only mark against him was that he was from a small school. I kind of like the value here at 2-9, but um, I've ended up selling him in both places that I had him just because I think I got the value out of him and was able to shift him because I just I didn't like the landing spot. I just didn't think Rodgers would take to him and he'd had drops as well in his career, but it was just a kind of a nice flip for me, really. And um, Sean, I mean, is, is he someone you think can sort of do something in Green Bay or are you, do you feel the same? He worries me, actually. I do, I do like him, his raw attributes. He was an exciting prospect, but I think a lot of the value for him was baked into the fact that he's going to Green Bay and playing with Rodgers, and, and Rodgers just isn't looking like the Rodgers of old. How long is he going to be there? I just don't don't know what he's going to do. I mean, Lazard, I think, is clearly the main man this season. In Dynasty, I think he's probably worth a, a stash if you can get him at value, but the problem with these players, if someone's invested a late first or an early second, they're not going to want to, to flip him for for value so um not really a buy for me at this stage i think see how it goes in the season he's missed a few games of injury at a certain stage he could become a value uh, might be one that you can throw in on a, on a bigger deal but probably not someone that i'm targeting at this stage but i do like the player sure. um i mean david you mentioned this was your pick uh damian pierce probably one of the biggest risers i mean after draft wasn't he but um well more through the preseason, wasn't it really but uh i mean obviously someone you you're a big fan of coming into the coming into the draft yeah, so he was PFF's highest graded uh, rookie running back. And I did quite a lot of research on him. He wasn't used a lot of Florida State because the, the coach was kind of, they kind of thought the coach was an idiot. So they didn't really use him as, as he should have been used. He was excellent um, after contact as well. He, he very rarely went down after first contact. And I think we're seeing that now. But he also went to the senior bowl and was amazing. And a couple of guys that I, I kind of trust come out saying he was the best running back at the senior bowl. So... Yeah, I, I traded up to, to get him here just because I wanted him um I wanted him quite late in this draft. So out of the running backs that were left, he was he was one that I definitely targeted. So yeah, I, I was quite happy to get him here at two ten and he swear attack quite well. Sean, I think I think you've taken him in a few places as well, haven't you? I've got him in loads actually. Yeah, he fell to me at valuing quite a few uh, drafts in the sort of mid to late second and as David said earlier, I think if you can pick up a running back in that second round picker in late first and they hit, it's just, it genuinely is a league winner. And I just like Pierce's run style. I think he, he runs angry, you know, when you see him bouncing off of lads. And I think he just broke about five or six tackles the other week. He's just really exciting to watch. I mean, I'm quite a fan of the process with running backs. So if you've picked him up in the mid to late second, the reality is now his price has gone up massively. I mean, you can get first. I've, you know, I've seen offers of, 
you know, first plus for, for Pierce. And it's one of those ones that if you can move on at really good value, it might be one to move. I wouldn't be buying at this stage just because the value is too high. But yeah, really good, um, really good player. Just worry about the Texans though and what they possibly could do. They've not got much invested in. He's a fourth round pick. Um, could they take someone else next season that eats into his work? Possibly. Um, but yeah, for this season, he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant player. So really like him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, next up we got, I mean, one of the biggest drops off. He went from uh, pick 23 to not even drafted. Um, Widermeyer, um, another tie-in. So there's a few tie-ins taken around this sort of area of the draft. I mean, David, was he someone that you would have taken around that time or were you sort of avoiding him? Yeah, he wasn't really someone. I wanted McBride and and uh, Likely really out of the draw. And I liked, um, who's the big guy? Ian Woods, Jelani Woods as well. They were the guys. And Dulcich. So um, I think Wildermeyer took about four days to finish his 40 at the combine as well. And when you're getting, by, getting beat by defensive tackles in the 40 at the draft, you know, there's a problem. So, yeah, I, I wasn't really in on him, to, to be honest. And I think at the time, this was the sensible pick. You know, he was consensusly rated as a high tight end and just absolutely bombed the combine. I think he got on the Bills practice squad for a bit, didn't he? And was then released. But um, Yeah, I think he was on the Patriots as well recently. But yeah, he was definitely highly touted. And nobody, you know, when he was taken at 2-11, nobody thought it was a, like a bad pick. So he just he just bombed very badly. I don't know why. One of those. That's what makes it so hard, doesn't it, this process? Because... Yeah, looked fine then, but yeah, it looks an absolute disaster now. I mean, I think that's why this league, this league is so fun, though, because there are these gambles that you just don't know how they're going to pay off. It's um, yeah, it's a good way to do it. Um, and Sean, let's round out the uh, the second round. Um, Trey McBride. Um, I mean, his, his, his value sort of holds held steady. Um, hasn't really done a great deal. Um, what do you have? Three receptions, I think, a few weeks ago. But other than that. Hasn't really done anything, but is he someone that you sort of have some faith in or are you just completely out on him? No, I think he's, you know, at this stage of the draft, it was a good pick. And I think definitely in Dynasty, he's got long-term values behind Zach Ertz in Arizona and, um, you know, Ertz isn't there forever. So, uh, yeah, good pick. I'm not a huge drafter of tight ends. I think if if it's a tight end premium league, then by all means invest and, and take a few in, and you know, later rounds. But... Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of a reach for me in the in the second round for a tight end, but yeah, definitely um, a long term process for McBride. You hate um, you hate tight ends in general, though, don't you? You just don't like them. Yeah, not a fan at all. I think my first ever tight end I drafted in Dynasty was Trey Burton. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not my thing. And I think it's, this season it's probably borne out to be correct. There's a handful of tight ends mm. that are usable. The rest of them just in in fantasy, it's just such a gamble. Um, yeah, not for me. I don't mind um, Trey McBride. He's actually one I'm trying to pick up in rebuilding sides because I think the chance will be there when I don't think Ertz is going to be there long. Yeah, I think these players that have a bit of a rough start don't really do much. They're definitely players you can pick up at decent value. I mean, that brings us to the end of our second round, but so we're going to just look at some uh, some of the more interesting players from the rest of it. Um, Sky Moore, I mean, he was 28th in this draft and went number six. Uh, post draft, Sean, I think you've, uh, I think you've had him in a few places. Pretty sure you traded him to me, or I traded him to you. I oh, know I traded him to you, didn't I? But um, yeah, you, you did, yeah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I really like, I really like Sky Moore, and you know, looking at the roster in in Kansas City, he's one of the the few wide receivers that could be there next season. So um, I'm trying to pick him up everywhere I can. It's been a really rough start to the season. I don't know why they're having him on punt returns because he's fumbled a couple now, I think, and. 
in fantasy that leads to minor scores so there's probably a few fed up owners out there mm. um, so I'm picking them up everywhere I can I think you know the profiles there the talents there linked to, to Pat Mahomes for the next few years so yeah for me I think it's somebody that I'm actively going out and buying in in every league it may not pan out but again I think the process is there and it's correct so yeah I, I'm a huge fan of of Sky Moore um, this was at the time a, a great value as you, as you can see jumped straight back up there once uh he was drafted to Kansas City. I think we could look look back at him being drafted at 3.4 in this rookie draft in a couple of years and go, wow, that's a tremendous value. And to be honest, some of the some of the trades you can probably get for him at the moment are probably still pretty good value, aren't they? Um, especially with a not the greatest start there. Um, David, I mean, there's not often you can get a a starting running back this late in the draft, but a pick 31, we saw Brian Robinson go. I mean, they'd definitely be going head of there now. Now he's the uh the commander starter, but I mean, you're more of a fan of Gibson. Or do, do, do you think Robinson can uh, do some work there? Though? Uh, I'm not a fan of Robinson at all. I just don't think he's got much burst at all. I am a huge fan of Antonio Gibson. I, I love Antonio Gibson as a player. He's got a burst. He catches well. I think Gibson's got everything. I don't know why they keep messing around with him in um, in Washington. Robinson for me is just a grinder, and I just don't see much much special in him really. To be honest, I didn't wasn't that bothered about his tape and he was fairly average testing wise just wasn't someone I was interested in mainly because probably I love Antonio Gibson so yeah not for me Brian Robinson yeah uh, I mean the opportunity is there isn't it and I mean the value getting him is obviously (laughs) good value but yeah not not someone I love either um Sean I mean you you, I think you poached him for me this weekend Alec Pierce I mean you're you're obviously a fan of him I think there's a second round you paid for him but um I mean how do you feel about him as I mean, 36 he went in this draft is pretty great value, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the play that I was massively in on pre-draft, but I think that league in particular, I was just desperate. I had loads of lads on by, loads of lads out injured, but he's got a really good, really good profile uh, out of Cincinnati, really good measurables, a good combine. And I think the reason I poached him from you, in my view, is that he's he's the long-term uh, wide receiver too there, quite, quite simply. But... Uh, frustratingly obviously a couple of days later then we've got a, a quarterback change so um, probably not in the short term he's not somebody that I think is going to do too much move to Sam Ellinger probably downgrades all the wide receivers there um, but yeah he's a player that I think certainly at this value um, incredible pick really and every league I try and look at him I think you've got him Dave so um, yeah good scouting from you yeah just, I mean he's just one of them players that I sort of liked and just obviously fell, fell quite a long way in the draft back in the second and picked up a lot there but um yeah, definitely a player I like. Um, finally, I'll do one more. I mean, probably the value pick of the whole draft. Um, pick 52, David Bailey Zappi. Um, <laughs> Patriots start of the future. Um, I, mean, I mean, if it works out, 52 looks an absolute bargain, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you could have a, a starting quarterback where you've picked up at 5.4 in a rookie draft and, you know, that's golden. But um, I know Patriots fans are desperate for the, uh, the Zappanin. And they want the zapping in and they want Mac out. But um, I still, for me, for me, Mac Jones is still the starter there. Um, they're very similar players, to be honest. They're both game managers. But um, I just think Zappy will turn into someone that Bill flips for a second or a third, probably a third down the line, like he done with Brissett and, and Jimmy G. But um, that's fine. You know, that, that you could have a, a starting quarterback and you've picked him up at 5.4. So, as you say, probably value of the draft. Yeah, so... I mean, I mean, if I was betting, I'd still say Max has started. But we just see what happens this weekend, won't it? If uh, if Zappy starts, then God knows what happens with Mac Jones because 
Well, they'll just be tanking his value, won't they? But yeah, it'd definitely be interesting to see. Um, right, we'll move on. I mean, that's covered up most of that draft. Um, I think it went on quite a while on that one, to be fair. But um, David, Dynasty Sales, who, who, are you, who are you selling this week? So my Dynasty sell for this week, and you know, it's partly based on his excellent performance at the weekend, but Tyler Boyd. Um, I've got a soft spot for Tyler Boyd. He was on um, a roster when I won my first Dynasty League um, a few years ago. So he was he was really consistent. And I think I picked him up off of waivers as well. So he was brilliant for me for a few years. But um, I think he's soon to be 28. I think it's the last chance to get any real value on him. And I think you can probably move him to a contender and, and you know, tell him that you're, you're getting some consistent play out because he is very consistent. You know, he's, even though he's the number three in Cincinnati, they, they're happy throwing it all around the yard and you're getting consistent um, production out of him. Try and move him to a contender for a, a pick and a younger receiver. Because like I say, I think it's the last chance to get any value out of him and yeah, just try and get an upside uh, guy and, and maybe a pick, but only um, to contenders, just sell him to them because they're going to need the, the filling on bye weeks so yeah just move him on really Tyler Boyd love the player but his age is getting up there and I think that um yeah just get a younger guy sure. and Sean um have you got any sales this week I mean I'm probably I don't know if I was bringing this on you here but uh, have you got any any pleasure selling this week yeah, I mean, this is a dynasty sell really, but for me, it's um, I can't recall if he's been mentioned on the pod before, but Keenan Allen, um, always been a Mr. Con- really underrated wide receiver. He's done nothing this season, he's missed quite a few games with a, with a hamstring, but obviously, we've had this high ankle sprain for Mike Williams, he's going to be out for a few weeks. This is probably the last chance saloon to get any value out of Keenan Allen. Um, after the bye, they come back and they're at Atlanta, so there's a chance he's going to put up some some good numbers there. It's probably the last time you can really get out a good value. Mm. Um, when, when people get to that sort of age, it's always worth trying to move them on. I've got Allen in one league. I cannot sell at all, so this week I'll be sending out some offers. But again, downgrade, get a younger player, maybe get a pick on top. I mean, in terms of price, you're probably going to get you know a high second, maybe a thrown player if you if you can. Um, but yeah, really like the player. I think if you're in win now mode, just hang on to him because he's probably going to, you know, be a league winner. He's my favourite saying. But yeah, uh, time to move on from Keenan Allen. Got a good opportunity to do so now. And um, Sean, anyone else? Anyone you're targeting this week in particular? Uh, I've got a couple of lads really. So we, we mentioned him earlier, but James Cook in Dynasty, I think is is a player that I do think should be a buy for the reasons that David said earlier. So good pedigree comes out of Georgia. Again, not at a very good start. He's not getting a lot of the work. But as David said, Singletary is a free agent next season, I think. And they, they invested a second round pick in this lad linked to Josh Allen. So um, I think the opportunity is going to be there for next season. Might be that an owner's drafted him in the sort of early second, bit fed up, might need some production. So, again, if you can pay a second round pick and take that gamble, it might really pay off because... Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for a running back. And I think another redraft target, really, it's not a play that I'd really like in, in Dynasty at all, but I think Raheem Mostert has been a bit of a surprise this season. I know that people are really in on Chase Edmonds, but Mostert's probably the cheapest lead back you can get in redraft at the moment. So I've got him in a couple of leagues and uh, doing a good job. So, um, you know, it could go down at any moment. I wouldn't invest in him in, in Dynasty, but in redraft leagues, I think it's worth uh, worth a go. Yeah, he's been, most of it's been really good. And a surprise as well is that they're using him in pass catching situations as well. So, yeah, I, I agree with that one. Yeah. And uh, David, who's your buy? I mean, we've already, already mentioned him, haven't we? But um, yeah, I mean, why are you buying him? 
Yeah, so my dynasty buy, uh, Drake London, definitely um, one to target in dynasty. Excellent alpha, wide receiver, great size, great speed metrics. He's already shown that he can play in the NFL. Um, very good in his first few weeks. Passing game um, for Falcons has been non-existent. They've currently switched to a run-first offense. If he's on a contender, you know, you can try and sell him some production um, in an older guy and try and flip him for Drake London where you can try and carry him for next year because this, this past game can't get any worse. And I think Drake London is an excellent long-term um, prospect. You just hope the, Val the Falcons move beyond this run game offense and move beyond Mariota as well. People might be frustrated with Drake London because I think he had one reception, as we mentioned earlier at the weekend, and he, you're not getting anything out of him out of him right now. But you, you want him long term, so yeah, he's my dynasty buyer. Yeah, I mean, obviously dynasty, but I mean, is he someone you would maybe target in rebuild if you if you want to take a chance on? You know, maybe you got a bit of a middling team and need to do something. Is he someone that you think can maybe pick up in the back half of the season in in redraft leagues as well? Um, I'm not sure about redraft just because of how they're so set in their run game at the moment. I mean, you hopefully they they try and flip that because you know it's the same for Pitts as well. You could you could you could like put Pitts in this category as well as a long term buyer. But um, I'm not so sure about redraft this year. Yeah, that's fair. Right, and finally we are going to do our look ahead to next year's rookies. I mean. Someone, uh, someone I think you like, Jack, uh, David. Sorry, um, I mean, who are you looking at this week? So, yeah, I try and um, I try and highlight the guys that are a little bit under the radar at the moment. You know, um, this is running back, uh, Blake Corum. So, I've been seeing quite a lot of him, as I said before. When I start seeing a lot about guys, I research him more and more. Um, he's a running back out of Michigan, four star recruit out of St. Francis High School in Baltimore. Um, Michigan compete in the Big Ten Conference uh, with Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin and Iowa. So it's a, it's a decent standard competition. He was rated as the number 12 running back nationally for the 2020 intake. So he's always a good pedigree. Uh, he's 5'8 and he's 200 pounds. So he's not an ideal bell cow size back. And it's currently the one knock against him really um, is his size. He reportedly ran a, a 4.4040 during freshman year testing. Uh, he kind of broke out in his 2021 sophomore season, playing 12 games. He went for 952 yards with 11 touchdowns at uh, a 6.6 .6 yards per carry, which is excellent. Um, he, he's absolutely exploded so far in 2022, and he is rising up draft boards fast. I mean, it's loaded with running backs, and, and this is just another name to add to the list. Uh, he currently has 901 yards from seven games. And he tied a Wolverines record of five touchdowns in one game recently against Connecticut. Uh, he's currently second in the nation in yardage and has 13 touchdowns so far on the season. He's been excellent this season. He is very, very shifty. He stays low, low centre of gravity. So he's, he's only 5'8", but he uses that height well. Nothing very, wrong with very, that. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, you're, you're very, uh, you use your low centre of gravity well as well, don't you? Yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> He's got a uh, very, very quick feet, uh, excellent vision, but also the ability to cut really well and juke defenders, you know, allies to his vision. So, you know, he's these gaps, but he also is able to use them. Not afraid of contact either, considering his size. Um, he's very tough. See, I've seen him lower the shoulder when he needs to and take some tough yards. Excellent pass catcher out of the backfield as well, something that's more and more of a requirement today in the modern NFL. 
Um, he's a big play player as well. So he's got lots of runs over 50 yards on his resume at the moment. Um, there is a chance the NFL merely sees him as like a third down back or a change of back so, um, due to his size and profile. And, you know, it'd be a bit of a shame, but he's a willing pass blocker. But he'll be coming up against bigger men in the NFL. And, you know, teams might worry about him in that aspect of the game. Uh, he's probably similar in size to Chase Edmonds, but um, he's quicker and he's shiftier than Chase Edmonds. I just think that um, I think he's one that teams may take the chance on and use him as a first down, second down back. In you know, teams are getting more and more modern with their scheming, and I think they might like the look of him because he can catch and he's very, very shifty. And I just think he's someone that they could use. But again, you know, some of the other teams may just see him as a third down chase. Uh, change of pace back just due to his size which which would be a shame really considering how good he looks um i'd like to see how he tests out and what he weighs when he finally comes out but yeah not an ideal bell cow size back but um, i'm eager to see how he tests and how he comes out but definitely one that is rising up the boards i mean it's a loaded class. It's really loaded with running backs. You've got B. John Robinson, you've got Jamar Gibbs, you've got Zach Evans, you've got Zach Chabonet. You've got Tank, Biz, Tank Bigsby. Um, it's a loaded class. Sean Tucker, there, you know, there's you're not going to be short on running backs next year. And you add um Blake Corum into that list as well. And you know, you're gonna be happy with the running backs next season. But yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on um in the testing phase next year. Is he someone you think is gonna be going that sort of second, third round range in rookie drafts, or do you think he can go higher than that? He's been predicted as kind of a, a late second, early third round. And I'd be quite happy if he does go there because I think he's one to target that could turn out better than the capital he gets. But it, it depends how, how teams see him. You know, the size is going to put some of them off, but um, hopefully more of the modern day play, play callers are happy to happy to have him on board. Yeah. And obviously, we've just seen from going through the other draft, landing spot matters a lot. Someone like Walker, who... Obviously, it was rated highly, but it wasn't rated as highly as he ended up going in drafts. Was he just down to landing spots? So, yeah, definitely matters on that. But um, I think that brings us to the end. I think it's been a pretty long show, but um, I mean, some pretty good stuff in there. I think it's been pretty fun. Um, Sean, I mean, where can people find more from you? Yep, so I'm on Twitter, uh, Regards Chief. Uh, I don't tweet as much about American football as I, as I should do, really. But, yeah, always uh, talking nonsense online. Just too busy not being a, a proper Arsenal fan, right? <laughs> no, yeah, not proper at all. Um, and uh, David, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm um, just ranking twenty um, on Twitter. Nice, and uh, you can find us at first and ten underscore. Um, I mean, that wraps up for this week. I mean, thanks for coming on, Sean. It's been a great to have you on. No, oh, cheers, lads. Pleasure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, same to you, David. Obviously, but you know, less of a, less of a special thing, isn't it, with you? Where you're here, here every week. Yeah, I'm kind of a mainstay now. So, yeah, you, you know, it's fair enough that you like the new guy. Yeah, well, what can you do? I, mean, I, st- I still like you, it's all right. Um, so, we might have Miles back next week. And, uh, I mean, Sean, if you, if you want to come on again, you're more than welcome. But um, I'm sure we'll discuss that between now and whenever whenever we do this next. But, um, yeah, I think that wraps us up. Um, anything you want to add to anyone? I mean, we can just praise Benny's happy if we want. Um, or... I've got... Um... I've got my Taysom Hill watch just just to quickly oh, yeah. fit. I've got Taysom Hill. Yeah, he, uh, he had one target, uh, but he managed to score on it, so he got ten points at the weekend. I mean, if you can put him in a tight end spot, it, it can be pretty valuable, can't it? Well, yeah. So he, he, one target, ten points. So yeah, it just sums him up, doesn't it? 
I mean, you might as well close out, Sean. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on Taysom Hill? Well, do you know what? I'm actually a big fan of his this season. Always um, always hated the guy. I don't know why. But I've I stashed Logan Thomas in loads of leagues just because I got him at Valley, but he's obviously not been reliable. But I picked Taysom Hill up in our, in our ACL home league the other week, and he, he scored 33 points for me. So it was the week that he just absolutely went crazy. So, yeah, me and Taysom are very close at the moment. Good lad. Yeah, you you actually played him when he when he on one of his sport weeks, didn't I, you? I did. I picked him up about 10 minutes before kickoff just because <laughs> I was in a bit of a panic and it worked out. But I did it. Um, it was part of my process. I, I thought he might get some snaps at quarterback and it just yeah, got lucky and hit with it. But yeah, probably release him now because I'm uh, sick of it. I think that's the pathway to end. All right, well, we will see you next week.